On this episode of the Autumn Windbags, we ask, where does Derek Carr get traded to, if at all, and who will give us the most for him? We talk about David Carr ranting about the Raiders about his brother, Derek Carr. Jared Stidham compares himself to Derek Carr. And also, will Josh McDaniels make sure Josh Jacobs wraps up the NFL rushing title? And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto. Let's have some fun today. Uh, episode 150 of the autumn windbags kind of a minor milestone what's that called it's a centennial when it's 100 100 years bicentennial when it's 200 is it a centennial and a half when it's 150 i don't know how that works i don't know how that works either so i learned that a rematch is obviously two fights a trilogy is three i heard i learned that it was called a quadrilogy when it's four quadrilogy that's just that's a made-up word i learned that because uh brandon moreno and davison figuero are fighting for the mm-hmm. uh flyweight title for a fourth time so it's i learned it's a quadrilogy the more that's you know dun, 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 rainbow the, going the across star, the, the, the star rainbow yeah you i what was what i learned something today yeah something like say? that like the more the more you know you know the more you know uh right, well front to back now back to front the more you know (laughs) (laughs) so when i was doing the like uh when the wife was pregnant and we were doing like the classes and they're like blah, you know changing a diaper blah blah and dads uh make sure you wipe front to back not back back to front i was like that's a lesson for dads too like you don't want the back of your ball sack covered in your poop yeah you don't want shitty gooch because that just comes up like that's I feel like that should have, I feel like that's completely non-binary. <laughs> like, no matter what's going on down there, you wipe front to back. Yeah. Unless you have a bidet, you don't give a shit. You just fucking let the water do the rest. Even then, you know, do you risk it? Like, it's just, it's just a simple, and it's an easier motion. Like, you got to do like, you want to do the whole, like, reach all the way under and like pull it down. No. And, you, I, you know what? And if you reach. And go. You reach under, you get you get the fucking chance of the fucking fingertip dip. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like you get, you, 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 you're chancing it. You're chancing dipping that finger in that water, which is no good. There's no form of mechanics that make back to front make any sense. It's just yeah. That's just laziness. Question of the day: uh, How do you wipe your? No, just kidding. That's uh, question, question of the day. <laughs> we'll pin this one at the top of the comment sections. Very curious, you guys. We just lost all of our listeners right there. Everyone's gone. Uh, where does Derek Carr get traded to, if at all? And not if at all, you keep him, but if at all, because there's no trade clause, does he say, no, I'm not going to get traded. Uh, I'm going to turn yeah, on every trade. Yeah, yeah. I'm going free agency. So comment of the day or uh, question of the day, pin in the comment section. Let us know. Where does Carr get traded to, if at all? So we'll start with the if at all first, Soto. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't imagine Derek Carr accepts any trade. I think mm-hmm. he'd much rather be able to pick the other 31 teams that he goes to. And I think he'll get more money in free agency just because 
quarterbacks never hit free agency. Like it mm-hmm. never, never, ever, ever happens. Like a starting caliber average to above average three-time pro bowler, like great at some stuff, flawed like, you know, it's a starting NFL quarterback. They never hit free agency mm-hmm. ever. So I feel like just the overwhelming demand, there's gonna be so many quarterback needy teams next season. We're going to go through, you know, it's potential landing spots. And there's so many teams that are just like, just competent quarterback play away from being serious contenders. I think he goes, I don't think he says yes to any trade. I mean, it all depends. I mean, if, if it's one of those situations, I don't know that. Uh, I don't think he's getting traded either. I'll be honest with you. I just think that it's too many wheels that have to be put in motion uh, for it all to go down. Uh, and in such a short period of time. But um, honestly, he took the pay cut the first year as the prove it deal. And he's getting paid more in the other years of the contract. So yeah. it's not like it's a, a regular contract. This is like more than what he would normally make. It's basically 25, 40, 40. Okay. Around there. 27, 42, 42, something, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Or 20, uh, it was what, 20, 25? 25, 40, 40, basically. 30, 35. Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, is like he took the discount the first year. Mm-hmm. So you're not paying him like normal, like what he would normally sign for for these next three seasons he's making an inflated amount so i don't know that he would make more on these next three years if he signs a three-year deal with a new team uh, i think if the money thing is a, a big contributing factor i think he probably would want to get traded because he does have that big contract uh for the next for the final years um the way it's kind of split up but uh i mean if let's say one of those teams that we're going to talk about wants to trade for him, I say that it's a possibility, but I, I really don't think, I think it's just too much to happen. Uh, you know, it's, it's not like a Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz was traded the week before the Super Bowl last year uh, for a third round pick. So it's possible to do, but again, Carson Wentz wasn't like the end all, like, oh, wow, like this guy's, a, you know, he was kind of damaged goods already and even more damaged than Carr is right now. Uh, and so it's it wasn't like it's a different situation. Plus, he didn't have a no trade clause. There's there's two other big factors here for me. Um, one of them is if you once you give up at so like let's say you're willing to pay you know X amount for Derek Carr, right? And that X amount could be a number of draft picks, players, money, salary, right? Like there's resources you will allocate to the quarterback, right? If you're doing a trade, that's automatically cutting into your pie of resources you're willing to give, right? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, maybe I'll give him $30 million, but I'm not going to give him $30 million and give the Raiders a first-round pick or whatever, right? Like, now you've, you've only – now there's multiple hands in the cookie jar as opposed to just one, right? So that's, that's part of the pure economics. And two, just look at, like, some of the deals that free agents – free agent quarterbacks have gotten. Like, free agent quarterbacks almost never happen. Kurt Cousins in 2018. Kurt Cousins, Mr. Mediocre, three years, $84 million. Tom Brady mm-hmm. in 2020. A little bit of an outlier. He took, he can, he afforded to he take took, less he money less, he yeah. where he wanted to. Even then, two years, 50 mil. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 2020, 25 mil. Nick Foles, Nick Foles, four years, $88 million. 
dollars. He stole money from Jacksonville. That's four free agent quarterbacks since 2018. That's it. I mean, so the thing is, only is four if, quarter, only four like quarterbacks who have started have hit free agency. It's very rare. Yeah. So here's the deal. If I think the only way that we can really, I see Derek Carr being traded is if more than one team shows a lot of interest in him in that kind of after their season's over type of thing, mm-hmm. then someone's going to be like, look, I would rather give up more middle round picks then get into a bidding war with another team money wise mm-hmm. um and i think a lot of a lot of uh a lot of gms are going to feel that way uh because the pick is a pick that's all it is right you don't know how much how much higher the money's going to go yeah. uh, so it's a possibility uh it, also, there's also a shot too that he gets traded and they rework his deal that's Again, like that's another tangible part of the equation, right? Yeah, he's he's not gonna get a he's not gonna go for less guaranteed money though. He's gonna go and in the week where his deal is gonna be more guaranteed money. Not not but like hey, instead of this two years left, we'll make it a four year deal and we'll have void you know what I mean? Like when then we'll have void years, they can get creative with the contract. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they can do that kind of stuff with it. Um sure. you know. Uh okay. So we both don't think more like it's certainly, certainly it's possible. possible. Certainly possible he gets traded, and not outlandish. Not a crazy idea that he gets traded. We both don't think it'll happen. Um, but let's say it's it just does. just too many, too many, too many dominoes to fall for it to happen, and it's but such let, a short but, period of time. But, but let's say it does. There's basically three things that will decide Derek Carr's fate in a trade: which teams uh, need him and how bad they need him. Do they have the resources to get him, and will Derek Carr play there? Because it was. No trade clause, right? That's basically the three things that will decide where he goes. So I came up with six teams um, that I think he could potentially end up on. So Bill Barnwell of ESPN, literally the the best NFL writer at ESPN, and there's no close second. Um, He made up his list, and I was like, all right, this kind of looks like my list too. Number one, Titans. Todd Downing is there. Reunite with an OC that that he really liked. And Tannehill has no guaranteed money after this season. Like he has no more guaranteed money left. So splitting ways with Tannehill would be easy. What do you think? I mean, yeah, there's familiar, familiarity there. I mean, he Todd he had his uh, Derek Carr had his like worst year under Todd Towning. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the situation is he likes great. Him. He, likes, he him. likes him. The situation is great. Um, he has a, I mean, his weapon wise, he's got a good tight end, young. He has, you know, Traylon Burks. He's got Robert Woods, who's coming off. is going to be his second year coming off of ACL. So that's where, you know, should be improving. The running game is legit. The line is good. The defense is suspect, but, you know, Carr's used to that. Um, it would be the best defense Carr's ever had. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and it's still suspect. Yeah, and it's still suspect. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it all it all looks good. Um, also, you have a young quarterback that was just drafted in Malik Willis, who needs probably a little bit more work than what we thought. Yeah, entering the draft, and, and only a third rounder, so it's not. You know, it is a third rounder, yeah, and you know maybe you know uh, Carr can go in there and be a more of a steady and influence because he's more of a he does more of what Malik Willis needs to get better at, mm-hmm. um, and he can you know teach him a little bit, you know, and that's 
again, you could keep Malik Willis around under a cheap deal because you're not paying him anything and let him learn under car for a few years. And if he ends up pushing car and beating him out, that's why you have those, those, you know, kind of funny money years at the end. Um, yeah, I think they have no problem moving on from Tannehill to Carr either. I think Carr's better and never gets hurt. Tannehill just keeps getting beat up. Like, doesn't matter how good you are, if you're not capable, you're not on the field. What good are you, right? Yeah, for sure. So Titan, Titans and and um, Nashville, not a cold weather place. And there's a lot of things about yeah, Nashville. Yeah, it gets pretty cold there late in the season. Well, it gets cold all over the country late in the season, but not like a Pittsburgh or a New not York. Not Vegas. Or... Not not where not, not where he's not in a dome. Not in a yeah, dome. Well, the thing is, is too, it's like cold is one thing. Like under forty degrees is enough, during the day is another, and that's it. Does get that cold in Nashville? Uh, the other one potentially, Atlanta Falcons, tons of cap space, and they could really use a bridge quarterback. Yeah, I don't know, man. They're going to have to get somebody because Mariota is not the guy. And uh, their young guy, uh, was it Ritter? Yeah. He's shown that he's out of his element. He's Another third way, way in over his head. Mm-hmm. So it's a possibility. Um, but it's a kind of a funky offense. It's meant more for a more mobile type quarterback. Um, he doesn't really have a lot of route runners on that team. Uh, he's got a lot of like jump ball guys, a lot of guys scramble drill guys, but he doesn't really have that. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's it would be it, the weapon wise, it would be a weird fit for me. Atlanta, reunite with Brian Edwards. Hey, is he still there? No, he's he's, he's in KC now. He got I he, he got, was. Yes. No. Yeah, he's in KC. Check really? it out. Yes, sir, dude. We did the freaking show about where these guys are now. It says he's a free agent right now. Oh, and then Casey dropped him then. Yeah. yeah he was, I don't, he say, was I don't see anywhere there. It bit. says uh, Kansas City. Yeah, he went to Kansas City for a little bit. For a cup of coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, he's on their, yeah, he was on their practice squad in November. And then was released. Oh, he's released literally today. <laughs> January 4th. There you go. <laughs> I know a little something or other. Yeah. I remember the homework that I do. I don't do my homework <laughs> all the time, but when I do, I remember it. Well, I, yeah, he never made he never he never made it off the practice squad. They cut him, and then he, he got cut today. There you go. Uh, the other one, or the next one, New York Jets. I've been saying for a while they are a serious contender with just some competent quarterback play. Their defense is so good. Their defense is so good. Um, and also, this could be like a unique move where like the Jets will trade us like Zach Wilson, and I can. Not that I'm had this, I'm all hot and bothered for Zach Wilson, but knowing Josh McDaniels, who's said before, like I think he said something like, "I can turn a high school quarterback into a pro bowler." Like he has that kind of confidence in his quarterback development. It wouldn't shock me if McDaniels thought to himself, like, "Okay, not 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 like trade for trade, not exactly the same, but like, all right, Zach Wilson in a pick or something for Derek Carr. I use Jarrett Stidham for a season or two. I develop a rookie." Or I guess you know, a second year player at that point. I could see Josh McDaniels thinking that way. I don't think so, man. I don't know that Zach Wilson has shown the type. He's he's, he's he's not he's not the 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 JMD type guy. You know, I I just don't I don't feel that. Um, this reminds me of a story. 
okay. in in high school there was though i think there still is a station called power 106 where hip-hop lives and big boy in the morning big boy in the morning but before that it was the baker boys in the morning mm-hmm. and um I called in and I was like the whatever 12th caller or whatever. And uh, they were giving away like, all, oh, it was this was junior high because they were giving away a like you won a vanilla ice gift pack, like a, a, a tape and a T-shirt and shit. And mm. I'm like, can, can I get something else? Like, you got anything else to give me? I don't want that. And they hung up on me. Uh, <laughs> I think that that's if, if the Jets are like, we'll give you Zach Wilson. I think we just hang up on him. Like, we don't want that. I, I don't want it, but I could I could envision a universe where McDaniel's thinks that way. But I think McDaniel's likes Stidham and his future a whole lot more than Zach Wilson in his future. Maybe. Yeah, and look, maybe. But also, so, but also, like I, I got, but also like think like I, Zach Wilson aside, that was just kind of like a potential moving part to yeah, the yeah. trade. I think the Jets would love a Derek Carr, and they would be serious contenders with just competent quarterback play let alone one that's nine years in the you know nine year right. veteran all that kind of shit i feel a little bit more like how boomer esiason feels boomer esiason went on his show and he said that Derek Carr does not have what it takes to play in new york and i tend to agree he's a little bit sensitive um i think that the the, the new york media doesn't care about being your buddy they're gonna go out there and they're gonna hammer you hammer you hammer you like I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't think that's a good fit for him. Plus, um, one thing that Boomer said that was that really kind of opened my eyes a little bit is that Carr doesn't like to run. He doesn't like to move around a lot. He likes to stay in the pocket and uh, survey the field. And this is his words, not mine. He likes to sit in the pocket. Doesn't want to get hit. So he'll 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 sit in the pocket, survey the field. He'll sail a couple of balls. He'll hit a couple of guys. But if you're going to be that pocket passer and not use your feet because you're either afraid of getting hit or, you, you know, you don't want to run, you have, you better be elite as a passer and what it, what it, and all that entails, like progressions and using your eyes to move players and stuff like that. You better be elite at that if you're not going to use your feet to do that. And he's, he's shown that he's not elite doing that. Is the Jets O-line that bad? No, decent, right? No, but, the, but I mean, but the thing is, look, like we, we saw it when, when, when Stidham played uh, against the, the 49ers. He moved with the intent of throwing the ball down the field like that, that, that scramble play touchdown to Devontae Adams. I guarantee you 10 times out of 10 Carr would have either ran out of bounds or sailed the ball into the, the third row. He's not going to he's not going to run with the intent to reset his feet and fire down the field. That's not what he does. He checks down more. He does it all the time. No, bro. I'm telling you. Look, yeah, he did. Look, I'm, well, not look, gonna, I'm not, not going to get into this with you. We're, we're talking Jets. Yes. We're talking but, Jets but this, and you start this, turning this, into no, Carr's no, scramble ability. No, this is what this is what Boomer Esiason, who does a Jets podcast, this is what he said. He said mm-hmm. that Derek Carr does not want to move. He doesn't want to get hit. He wants to sit in the pocket. And sail the ball if it's not if it's not there or check the ball down. And these are things that we've heard about Carr is he's like, I'm gonna lock into my, my main guy, then I'm gonna check down. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna allow the play to develop and and buy time with uh with my pocket presence and my mobility. Uh I don't know that that's the right 
I don't, I don't know that the Jets is going to be the right place for him more so than anything else. And for his ability is his, his ability to handle the media. So Carr has handled about as much shit as any quarterback can, right? They've handled, uh, handled six, six different head coaches. Is your things spiraling out of control? It's a different angle. And shit. No, no, no. It's a different angle. All this stuff was as Carr is, he's the savior. He's the, he's the steady and influence. He goes to the Jets after what happened here in, in Vegas, and he's not going to be that guy. And New York media doesn't give a shit. If you don't perform, he's not going to get those passes because of, oh, his defense is bad. and this. He's and that, handled a hundred times worse than mean media. Uh, dude, not New York media. He's not going to be able to handle it. A hundred times worse. The stuff okay. that happens in the law, in the building is so much worse. Than, like, No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that New York media isn't unique. You're absolutely right. And there has been and players the fans all sorts of and all that shit. It's, it's, it's all sorts of there. sports. There's been players that haven't been able to handle it. Right. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, dis, I'm not discounting what the New York he'll media is. Five, he'll have five Twitter followers because everyone else is going to get blocked. And I'll say this the shit that he's gone through is more real life to an athlete than media. And he's been able to handle that no problem. So, yes, I don't know about New York, that. New York media is stiffer. Not from what we've heard lately. New York media is stiffer, but he's handled way worse better. I think I think him okay, and the Jets is a great, great mix. He's he's he also can't play in the cold, so he's going to what play two thirds of the year, or, or learn to play in the cold. Well, hope for hope for away games in Florida. Uh, so that's the Jets. The next one potentially, Buccaneers. Mm -hmm. we, we might be a switch of like uh, not a trade of quarterbacks, but a swap of quarterbacks. Tom Brady maybe comes to the Raiders. Derek Carr goes to the Bucks. Uh, they're built to win now. Not great cap situation, which makes me think that he'd they'd be more like, all right, Carr. Um, situation over money. Situation yeah, over contract. Yeah, okay. We're, we're built to win now. You're going to have a defense. You're going to have an old line. You're going to have Mike Evans. Um, hey, Raiders, we'll make a big trade. Carr, come here. Let's let's change your contract a little bit. Let's make it four years, a couple dummy years, a couple void years. You know, be flexible with us. We'll make it work. Something like that. Um, it's a possibility if they're able to keep the talent that's there for Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Because their their defensive line is aging, and um, it's not as good as it has been in the past. Their linebackers are good. They've been hurt this year. The secondary is good. They've been hurt this year. Uh, their offensive line is not good. They cannot run. He's not going to have a run game. Mm -hmm. I don't know who's going to run the ball for them. Even Leonard Fournette now is not doing you know well running the ball. They have a couple of young kids they've been trying, but – We've seen that Derek Carr does need that running game to be the most effective. He's got weapons, but again, with the the the, the retiring of people on the line with injuries, the aging process of those those linemen, are those linemen going to want to go and move with Tom Brady? And, and 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 you know what's the situation there? The wep weapons wise, it's the best. It's the best for sure. It is the best uh, landing spot for him though, as far as outside weapons. The exact opposite of that. Another potential landing spot, Patriots. Inverted. They're very similar to the Jets in that they have an insane defense that can carry an offense deep into the playoffs. Um, they just need competent quarterback play and honestly a good offensive coordinator too. It's just not working over there right now. Uh, they're just that away from contending. And Derek Carr said, and we'll get to it later on in the show, um, but according to David Carr, the two things he wants the most is stability at coach and ownership. You don't have more stability when it comes to coaching ownership than Bob Kraft and Bill Belichick. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is definitely something that is intriguing. Uh, the first thing I'm going to say is the whole cold weather thing. Mm -hmm. um, 
he the the ball that Carr threw to Renfro for his touchdown was about as good a ball as you're going to see ever in the NFL. That was perfect pass right on time. But then where was it the rest of the game? Is the consistency that's the issue? Um, he has a lot of what he needs. He has weapons at tight end. He's got a good running game, good offensive line play. He's got a really good defense. The weapons on the outside aren't the best, but Carr's used to that. He's played with guys that aren't, you know, multifaceted. This is the first year he's had. He made Nelson Aguilar a twenty-four million dollar wide receiver. Is Nelson still there? Is this the last? Uh, this is the second. I believe year this is two Yeah, second, yeah, this is the so, second year. He's done after this year. So he might I mean, stay he, if Carr comes though, because he's got a couple of guys there. You know, I mean, uh, Jacoby Meyer, which is a great name. I don't know if, if, if he's not nationwide, but there's a, a a lawyer named Jacoby Myers that had really funny commercials, almost like a Better Call Saul type guy. Uh, but what's funnier, the commercials or Jacoby Myers trying to do the Stanford band play when in a tie game? That wasn't funny. That was just amazing. That was that exhilarating. was exhilarating. hilarious. I'm no. still laughing about it. But yeah, I mean that's that. Look, this is the situation. There is just, I mean, aside from the offensive coordinator, and again. You know, Carr hasn't done great with first-year offensive coordinators. He has a lot of stuff around him, but the thing is, is we've we saw with Stidham taking over a team where he really only practiced and took the snaps one week, and he looked so much better. The offense looked so much better with the same system. How is he going to go with inferior weapons, even though he has a better defense? He's still got to score points. Mm-hmm. Well, I know you want to turn this into a bash car fast, but I'm talking about where can he go. No, but that's right. what I'm saying is, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not trying to bash the guy. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about You can't fast. help yourself. I know you're not trying to. You can't help oh, yourself. Ah, dude. Like, it's why are you turning it into instinct. that? I Look, look I was talking I, about, hey, hey, can he go to the Jets? And you're like, well, uh, you know, he's just such a bad passer. I was like, no. Well, I didn't say that? it was a bad he, he passer. To, when did I say that? He said, oh, he, he has to get out of the – he can't get out of the pocket, plant his feet, and throw. Which one I is said, true, it, too? What does that have to do with the Jets? And then now you're like, oh, how about Patriots? He's like, well, he can't do this and can't do that. Like. What's that look, have to do with the trade? To the what Patriots? I'm saying is, look, you go to a situation with a bad offensive coordinator, okay? And yeah. on top of that, you have a quarterback who's proven he's not good his first year in new system. Well, so I'll, the, I'll say this. Okay, zero percent so chance Patricia's the offensive coordinator next season, right? Again, it doesn't matter who it is. It's still a new system. Plus, you have worse talent on that offense than he has here with a first system. How much worse is that going to be? Well, it depends on the offensive coordinator if it's one of the multiple systems that he's worked under, right? So it's not hopefully a brand new system. It could be any of the four or five systems he's. I been mean, hopefully already, for you because you don't care where he is. You just want him to play well. I don't. Hopefully, what the fuck do I? I don't give a. Shit? I don't, hopefully for him. Why would you say hopefully? Like, that's just like. I don't know. Like, like that's like you want him to hopefully do well. that's the Pat's plan, so we get more for him, and people are like, hey. We really covet Derek Carr. Yeah, we can make, make this work. Yeah, let's make sure you 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 preface that next time because it that's, sounded that's like literally, that's literally what this whole segment is. Who can give us the most for Derek Carr? That's that's literally what this segment is. Who can give us the most? I'm telling you that like the the possibility of them going there because of the pluses and minuses. We all know what his pluses are. Okay, that there's certain issues on each team that us knowing Carr and what what he needs and what he works best under i'm telling you why certain 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 areas are going to be more 
attractive than others. Like the Titans and the and the Pats right now are probably the best two. Yeah, I like the Jet. I would throw the Jets in that mix as well. But okay. we've we've had that conversation. Yeah. And then the last one is Colts, just because they've tried everyone else. <laughs> they're just such a like. Let's just throw a veteran quarterback into the mix and see what happens. So they're kind of always in the picture. Jim Ursay is like Al Davis, like two. He doesn't give a shit if it's not working. It's it like God with damn the Alzheimer's. It. God damn it! I'm gonna make it work. Mm-hmm. And it's I don't know, man. Sometimes you have to admire his 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 uh, you know his stick-to-itiveness. Very uh, very uh, Vince McMahonish. Like I'm gonna keep yeah. doing this shit even though it's it's fucking up. But I mean, I could see them saying, "Look, we still got a really good team. We just need a quarterback. Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. He got fucked over in Las Vegas." uh you know we could come in here and he beat us last year or whatever and you know what i, I can see that i think those are the, the, the three best landing spots overall as far as offense defense uh eh, so much coaching wise but offense defense um i do like the bucks because of their weapons but i i i think they i think car needs more car shown this year he needs more than just weapons. Like he needs fucking more. And the ones, the one, the teams that I think will get us the most, like the best chance to give us the most for Carr, which is like the, the point of this segment. I think is Jets and Pats because there's such a gaping hole in their offense. They're like, we just gotta throw. Like, let's just get stuff. Let's just get guys here because our defense is our de- Their defenses are Super Bowl caliber, like Super Bowl caliber defenses, top five, top three. It's like, hey, let's just like go, right? I, I I think the desperation of our our defenses are so good, let's not waste this. We'll get them to be more in desperation mode, and that's what you want out of a negotiating partner, right? You want someone yeah. who's just like, fuck, we got to do this. But funnily, even though I think it's the Jets of the past make the most sense, I just have this weird feeling it's going to be the Colts, just because they're the most insane. Just well, if they, they're like, yeah, that's Jim Irsay, man. It tells you, I'm, yeah, look, I, I'm with you, dude. I, that's why I think it's like, it's not the one I'm that makes the most that. sense. It's just yeah. the owner with a, you know, woke the up big, one the morning, trigger finger, right? Saw like 2016 ass. highlights of Derek Carr on YouTube, and he's like, whatever it takes, <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I just looked at it. I picked the teams with the best running attack, the three teams with the best running attack, mm. the Titans, the Patriots, and the Colts, mm. and. Honestly, Carr is good on play action, man. And um, if you have that steady running game, all three of those teams play off the run. Mm -hmm. They're not pass first teams. Um, So we'll see how 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 the Jets come back next year uh, after you know their rookie was killing it and then got torn ACL, which sucks. But um, yeah, I mean it's that those three teams have the best running attack. Plus, they also have decent, if not a really good defense. Uh, man, those, I think those are two things that I mean, Car City can throw to guys that aren't superstars, but the other things have to be in place too. So that's the question of the day: Where does Derek Carr get traded to, if at all? Let us know. Pin down comment section. Um. So here's my thing with uh, with the whole Derek Carr experience. Nine years of Derek Carr. A lot of Derek Carr on the show. Still a fresh wound. Yeah, RJ, I can tell this is like kind of like your 
your goodbye to the next girlfriend. Well, it's weird. It's like um, I was traveling last week when all this shit went down. So you had to do solo shows and then our you know post game show. It's a post game show, so like we don't really you know touch on anything that's not really the game. So this is kind of our our first time to really like digest it all together. And you know how I am. I'm a sociopath. Like I don't care about the players as humans. I care about the team winning. That's not true. I do care about them as players, but I care far, far more about the Raiders winning. When I, if I'm a GM, I look at them like a, hopefully like a smart GM would. These are mm-hmm. assets of a corporation meant to be profitable. These are players on a team meant to win. That's who they are, right? That's how mm-hmm. they should be treated. God love them for being, if, you, if you've played your hardest for the Raiders, I will love you till the day you die. Like, you are a Raider. I love you. Thank you. Your services are no longer needed. Or whatever, right? Like that's that's how I look at these guys, right? And that's the exact same way I look at Derek Carr. So with him, I guess there's a minute possibility we keep him, but he's for all intents and purposes, he's gone, traded or cut. What can we learn from this experience? What can we learn from the Derek Carr experience? Right. Honestly, First, I'll, yeah. go, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was gonna. I, I want to start off with Derek's brother, David Carr, on the NFL Network and his rant earlier this week. Now, the beginning part of this rant is what has gotten the most attention, but it's the ending part that's the most interesting and intriguing to me. Take a listen. Derek Carr has, he's said for a long time that I'm only going to play for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Raiders or no one else. So that's loyalty. So he was fully invested. Six head coaches. Khalil Mack gets traded. Mari Cooper shipped off. John Gruden gets fired midseason. He's going through all this turmoil, right? He never called out a coach, never called out the organization, never called out the top brass in the organization, never said anything. All he did was try and bring people in. He tried to bring in his best friend, which he was successful at, Devontae Adams. That trade was dead. The Packers and the Raiders weren't going to trade, right? They got on the phone and made it happen. So he's bringing people in the entire time. Is he appreciated for that? No. I sit on this desk, and I'm every year, yeah, I just talk about Derek. Oh, he's going to be replaced. Oh, someone's going to bring him in, right? They got to trade. They got to do this. They got to do that. All he did was go out and be the all-time leading passer in the history of the Raiders. So when I look at this, all right, it wasn't Derek that changed, right? It was the Raiders that changed. Yeah. So when I go forward with Derek, that conversation about him being retired or a Raider is no longer an option. He's playing football again right so he's reinvigorated he's excited to go out so the Raiders are going to seek a trade they're going to bring trades which Derek has a no trade clause and they're going to listen and he's going to look for teams that have a stable situation between their head coach and their ownership right stable right he's also going to be looking for a team that is also looking for a quarterback that has a reputation for game-winning drives and fourth quarter comebacks I'm excited maybe he's the missing piece for someone we'll see what happens I'm excited for my brother's future so that's David Carr Derek's brother, past Chiefs and Texans, number one overall pick on NFL Network. Let me take a sip of water. I almost threw up in my mouth. So the whole beginning part of that, it's just an older brother ranting about the younger brother that he loves. Oh, loyalty and this, like, no one cares. No one cares about that part. That's the part that are getting people excited, right? The passionate part about David and all this stuff. It's like, you know what? Oh, he never, comp- oh, you know, where's the loyalty? Like, I don't give a shit, right? Don't care. But it's the ending part that got me thinking. And you can, and this is something that, you know, he obviously got directly from Derek when David said, he's looking for a team that is stable at head coach and ownership. That's the number one thing. That's the only thing that David brought up that Derek wants. Not a great offensive line, not great weapons, not the most money, not, uh, you know, a defense, not a great stadium. Like, 
all the things, you know, all the things a quarterback could want in a team or in a job. He chose mm-hmm. stability at head coach and ownership. And that just really got me thinking about cars, nine years with the Raiders. And I want you to like take the car part of it out, right? Like try to, if you best you can divorce Derek Carr from the nine last nine years of the Raiders, just think of the last nine years of the Raiders on its own. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of. That's what I feel like. I'll remember that era the most is just six head coaches, literally the worst defense in that time period. Uh, a, f- a front office that went through shit. Um, all the controversies that happened with the team from rugs to Gruden to you name it, mm-hmm. all that shit that happened. That that's how I'm going to remember those last nine years. And I think that's what I think everyone should try to focus on as well, too. Like, yeah, Carr didn't carry his weight a lot of times. But the entire franchise has been disheveled for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And that's that's what made me really – that's what stuck with me when Derek's like, look, fuck everything else. Just give me stability. I've been in this bullshit forever. Give me stability. Please, God, give me stability. And that really stuck with me that of all the things a quarterback could want, that's what he wanted. Yeah. I think that's all, all uh, just a big old steaming pile of fucking three days stepped on horse shit. Okay. Um, I don't, David Carr is not stupid. What he's doing is he's not going to say he wants a great offensive line because that's shit talking his current offensive line. He's not going to say he wants more better weapons because he already has really good weapons and is talking shit on the weapons he has. He's not going to talk about the players. He's going, he, what he's doing is he's shit talking the people that shit canned his brother. Mm-hmm. That's what I took from it. Now, I'm not saying that the Raiders have been a stable franchise, but that's the only thing he can really point to and not have it look and come back looking bad on Derek Carr. When you want, when you when you've been in that though for so long, you gotta imagine him wanting some sort of stability. I get it, man. But the thing is, so like, but w- realistically, you know what? You get you get Derek in a situation where he's got a nice, a good defense, a defense that's ranked ranked. You know, it maybe at least in the middle of the pack. You give him some weapons. You give him some protection. Yeah, man, that's a good situation for him. That's that's realistic. Of what if someone was being honest about this and not trying to like shit on the Raiders? That's what he's doing. That's what I took it. He's just shitting on the Raiders uh, on who he can and who he sees as the issue and the problem and the people who betrayed Derek the most. Which he doesn't is need to owner. shit. He doesn't need to shit on that part of the Raiders. That part to, of the Raiders is already did. shit, right? No, like that's already not, not, proven wait, to be wait, shit. Wait, wait, wait. What we're looking at here is a situation that happened. And and what and, and an angry, ranting brother, trying to back up and trying to like push that narrative that these guys made a huge mistake by treating my brother so poorly, and that that's that's all it was. That was that was the first minute. That's that's that was. That's I will agree. That, thing. No, that was the very first minute. But Look, there's man, a, if you want to blame this whole thing that Derek Carr has never won shit in his entire NFL career because of the Raiders franchise and take all the responsibility away from him, then fine. I'm telling you right now, that's how I took it. It was the him shitting on the people who benched and basically shit can his brother. I know you do. I think it was the first minute was that. 
But then the glimmer of truth is when he said the one thing Derek Carr wants is stability. And because honestly, that's the one thing I want out of the Raiders for the last 20 years. That's the one thing I've, that's the only thing I've wanted out of the Raiders is stability. Like, yeah, I'd love us to win to be in contention for the Super Bowl every year. I'd love for us to like, you know, multiple conference championships, divisional champ. Like, I would love all that shit. That's what I'm hoping for. But more than anything, I'm just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a thirsty refugee in the Sahara desert, just like looking for a puddle of water to sip from. And that puddle of water from sipping, I just want stability. I just want one season where the, the coach doesn't get fired or a front office guy doesn't get fired or a player doesn't drive drunk and kill somebody. Like that's all I want is stability. Just like a, an ownership that makes sound decisions, a coach and a GM that are there for a while. Like that's all I want. Like that, that to me is the foundation that I wanted. So when David Carr said that presumably, because that's what Derek Carr said or felt like that hit me right in the heart. That's what that's like, because that's exactly how I felt is just, just give me just some non-controversy, non like, like feeling like I'm in quicksand group of seasons together. Because I haven't felt that in 20 years. Well, let me ask you this. What if that's what is there now? And he just, I mean, Derek Carr signed a prove it deal and he didn't play well. Bottom mm -hmm. line, no one there. In, in the coaching or any of that stuff has in, in a general manager's office or any of that, those people have any ties to Derek Carr. Mm -hmm. So what if that's what they have now? And they just identified that he wasn't good enough. Because if what they have now is a six and 10 season and that's what's good, then that's whoa, whoa. fucking awful. They, they gave Derek Carr more than enough chance to prove that he was the guy to lead this team. And he didn't play well. This was this his, Betting you you asked me a separate Derek. You just asked me a separate question from Derek. No, no. What saying I'm saying, no, ability. What, okay, look, here's here's the issue. It, it, it's intertwined because I keep going back to the same thing. The standard is the standard, right? We heard it a bunch of times. And if this new regime is like, look, I don't care how long this guy's been here. I don't care how much of a pillar of a franchise this guy is. If this guy isn't getting the job done, we will move on from him. So what if that? That's that's. Basically, what sports should be the best player plays, right? And if it doesn't matter how long you've been here, it doesn't matter how much money you make, if you're not getting the job done, we're moving on. Nothing personal, no personal ties, no, hey, you know what? Uh, my, my head coach is my freaking neighbor, all that nepotism shit. No. What if this is the beginning of what you've been wanting? The guy wasn't good enough, he didn't play good enough. You saw a guy who had regular practice with the first team. For one week, look 10 times better against the best defense that we've faced the entire year as the backup coming in instead of what if this is it? It's just they just didn't choose him. I would love it more than anybody if this like regime is it. And over the next 10 years, it's proven to be it. That would be awesome. But it started off terrible. It has no signs of being the start of stability for the Raiders. He took so? a 10-win playoff team, got to six wins. Almost everybody on the roster has played worse this season than last season. It's literally like Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, maybe one or two other players. Devontae Adams having a better year than he had last year with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Rogers. Adams. Waller was hurt. Renfro was hurt. Okay. And when they were playing, they've been underproducing versus the last season, right? Okay, but they, again, who's the entire the defense played worse this season than last season? Guess, other than like, like one or two players, the defense who's throwing these guys the ball? 
I'm talking the entire team and stability, right? Don't jump from car to team, from car to no, team. Like no, you, no. you, you asked me, the is, thing this, is, you're, is this you're, the you're regime blaming, that gives stability? You you're me, is blaming this the regime, the regime for Waller and Renfro not being as good as last year, but mm-hmm. JMD ain't throwing him the ball. Neither is Ziegler. They identified that the guy throwing him the ball wasn't good enough. But if he was throwing the ball to them better last season than this season, what changed? Devontae Adams is doing really well. Hey, you know what? Uh, Stidham made him look pretty good. But if Carr was throwing worse last year, Stidham made last him look year, pretty good. That's what I'm saying is if Stidham comes in here with one week of practice with these guys, with the first team, and looks better, it was a Carr thing, not a coaching thing. That's what Rory and I were going back and forth on. It's an execution thing. I'm not saying that JMD has no issue here. Yes, of course, there is some issue with coaching. But the bulk of the issue when you have players on the field who aren't performing is the execution. And we've seen that. It's the videos that I've sent with uh, JT O'Sullivan, who's a former NFL quarterback, when he does his, his film breakdown of moving your feet to look downfield and reset as opposed to just moving your feet to not get hit and dumping down the ball. And the thing is, is we've seen Stidham not being afraid to take a hit when he needs to because he's going to make the defense pay. And guess what? More, let's see, I would say more experience with Stidham and Devontae. Devontae breaks off that route sooner, and maybe he doesn't get hit because guess who else does that shit? Every single freaking game. Mahomes does it. Burrow does it. Allen does it. Herbert does it. Lamar does it. They all break down, and they all break down the defense with their legs, but they look down the field. What I'm saying is you can blame the organization for players not playing as well, but when yeah. they're like – but the thing is – As you should. When, but when those players are dependent on the quarterback, who admittedly you know he did not play well this year, it's not all going to be there. It's not going to be that. I mean, I, I would put more of the quarterback not playing as well than some issue with the 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 organization when you have the leading rusher in the league and you have a, a, a wide receiver who just broke your franchise record for yards. I know you would because you hate Derek Carr. But when you have forty eight, can you stop that, please? I don't want to do. talk about Carr anymore, everything dude. Anti Carr. I'm trying to get away from the Carr conversation. You're like because you're absolving him of all these issues. You're I'm saying not. That. You asked me. You asked me. What if this is you're the start so of a regime? You asked right me now, this question. Dude. You're so full of shit right You asked now. me this question. What if this is the start of a regime that I'm asking for, I'm hoping for? Right? Yes. That was your question to me. And I was like, well, five, ten, you know, double-digit leads at the half blown. The entire defense minus one or two guys playing worse. Almost all the offense, most of the offense playing worse than last season. The free agency and trades mostly fell apart it doesn't feel like us now look like i've said since since day one cautiously optimistic about the nick ziegler josh mcdaniels dave ziegler give him the entire season no matter what happens let him get into next season i'm on board right i i'm still and i still am but it does not feel at all and there is zero evidence that that stability that i've been craving that it sounds like Derek carr has been craving that i think all of raider nation has been craving there's no evidence that that's there. I hope it is. I hope mm-hmm. it's germinating. I hope this is just, hey, one step back to take three steps forward. Fingers crossed. Let's hope there's a plan. Mwah. God bless. There but is evidence. Any of it. You just don't like it. The evidence is when they benched Derek Carr. 
That's a big step. Your nine-year quarterback who wasn't getting it done, you're not going to John Gruden it and just throw him out there because, yeah, we're going to throw him out there because he's my freaking guy. No. If you're not getting it done, you put him on the bench. That's that's a step forward, RJ. And if you're going to put the 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 blown leads, like I've, I've already gone through this, how poorly Carr played in the second half of a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking like, 10 or less quarterback rating in these games. One of them was zero. His zero, he had a zero quarterback rating against the Rams in the second half. That's ridiculous. And that wasn't his worst game, I think. He had so if you want to put that on the on the regime, you want to put that on the coaching, okay. But Stidham did just as well in the second half as he did in the first half against a whole lot better defense. I'm I'm as optimistic and hopeful as Stidham as you are. I really, I, oh my God, watching him play. Put the blame where it belongs, RJ. You're awesome. saying it was great. But again, one game with no tape on him, right? You, you and I both know. You would love nothing more than for, for Stidham to fall on his face next week. You're, no, that's so, that's such bullshit. See, this, it's is not. Between, this is the difference between you and me. You view everything through the eyes of how can I hurt Derek Carr? I look at everything through the eyes as, What's best for the Raiders? No. Of course no. I want a Raiders Look, quarterback to play Here well. is the issue, of RJ. Of course I do. And you want it to be Derek Carr. I have already moved on from Derek Carr. No, Last year, I was gone from I, – I, I had said, this guy is not our guy. The first year we did it, when it, with the first year with the, 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 the week after the whole Jets bomb, I was still on board with Carr. The next season, I was like, you know what? This guy ain't it, man. And I've already moved on from this guy as far as this guy is not going to be our guy. We have to move on from this guy. That's the difference is I've accepted the fact that he's not good enough to get us to where we want to be. I know you haven't he's accepted gone that too. fact yet. I've moved no, no, on no. as well. But you haven't accepted the fact that he's not good enough. You still think that that moving on from him is the wrong idea. It's irrelevant what Derek Carr is right now because he's gone. He's but gone. The, no, it's irrelevant what he is or isn't. Moving, your mentality moving forward is we should have still kept Derek Carr as our quarterback. My mentality, mentality moving is. forward is Carr is gone. Now it's time to fix everything else. Okay, question. That's my mentality. Do you think Carr's it was a, gone, do you think everything it's else. a mistake for the Raiders to move on from Derek Carr? I think there yes are no. ways to do yes it. Yes or no? It's a, it's more complex than that, and you know no, that. Is it a, no, One, is it a mistake? Not, not how they did it. Do you think it's a mistake that they moved on from Derek Carr? I think with Derek Carr. Here's a spin doctor. This, Here we go. This do you want do you want the, the whole truth or just a, a fucking movie? I want you to answer the I, I want you to answer the question and then you can elaborate. I want you to answer the question, then you can elaborate. Because you're not answering my question. Because I'm asking a very direct question. I'm not saying how they did it or sending them home or anything like that. I'm talking about the actual decision to move on from him as yeah, your quarterback. The, those other parts you care, I don't care about, right? Like, okay. oh, they disrespected him. Like, I don't give a shit about that. You okay, know, so answer the question. You don't give a shit about that. My the mistake they made was not the idea of moving on. It was benching him when you're trying to get as much value out of him as possible as a trader. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I thought was dumb. It's like Carr's been a lot of things over the course of his career. He's never been benched for play. Never, not once. And so right when you're about to trade him, right when you want him to look as good as possible to the rest of the league, to make him look as valuable as possible, like look at this great three-time pro bowler, all-time leader in Raiders touchdowns and passes he's awesome guys let's you guys should trade to get him uh we're gonna bench him he's not good enough for us that's the part that's a mistake not moving on from him. no so so long story short moving on from him that makes sense how they did it so dumb because they just diminished the value 
of the most imp- most important asset in football, a starting NFL quarterback. Like that's what they did dumb. And now that he's gone, my focus is okay. Everything else is everything else in place. Let's start working on everything else. And everything else is a mess. Everything else is a mess, Soto. And this again, I'm I'm divorcing this from Derek Carr. Everything else is a mess. The record shit. Defense is unbelievably trash. Uh, the offense looked great. Wisted them one game in a very small bubble. I hope that's not a bubble. I hope that's the future. I hope that they've got it all. I, I truly, genuinely hope that, Soto. Mm-hmm. But all the evidence I've seen from blown leads. Yes, yeah, absolutely. A lot of that's on car, but he's gone now. So let's just focus on the other parts that blew the lead, blew the leads, right? Let's just, that's, that, that cancer's been cut out, right, Soto? Let's worry about the other parts, right? The free agency was bad. The draft's still kind of up in the air, but basically one and a half starters out of it. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Like 48 of the 53 players on the roster played worse this year. Like that's what I'm concerned about. I get, I get what you're saying. Um, and look at Gruden's first year, man. Gruden came in and, and a lot of the, a lot of the team played worse and then they started playing better. You you gotta get your guys, you know, it's, it's, it's a cliche thing, but you gotta find your guys. You gotta find a right scheme fit. Um, and I like, I like what the message sends to the rest of the team by moving on from your quarterback. It's, I don't care who you are. The standard is the standard. And it's not just a slogan. If you're not playing up to, you know, and there's other things involved, you know, him getting hurt and things like that. Also, you do need to see what Stidham has, if he's a viable option for you or not. So there's other things at play there. It's not just, you know, moving off from him and make to make him look bad. There's other ways you can spin it and other ways that, you know, I think a lot of the, the execs and, and front office people in the NFL can see that, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things at play, not just his poor play. Uh, but ultimately, that has gone on like the Jonathan Abram thing. Jonathan Abram is 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 not a good football player in the NFL. Maybe in college he was good, but in the NFL, no. And he was starting just because he was a first-rounder. And I don't know that this regime is going to do that. They're not just going to start you because they drafted you high. Uh, they, they, may, they may play you just to get you some experience and get you better, but – Again, when you go back, it, I think it's more of a, a an issue of drawing a line and, and, and standing firm. Do people need sure. to get better? Sure, they do. Yeah, people need to get better on the, on the defense, on, the, on everywhere. They need to get better. They need to get better coaching. They need to do all that stuff. All stuff needs to get better. But the thing is, is when your most glaring need is the the court the the contract that you signed that was a prove it deal. Because look, I'll tell you something right now, man. After the last few games where the the team lost, it was a lot of man. We got to do better. Like I'm tired of this shit. You know, we, we're 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 working hard and I want to see any results. And those were losses. Stidham goes in there. They lose the game. But I didn't hear any of that. I heard, oh, he balled out. Oh man, it's, it's my that's my fault. I need to do better. You know, it's the tone was different after this loss. Yeah, and it was with the fans too. Um, 
I think partly it's because we're all broken inside from this shit season that like a close a close loss against a good team. We're like, well, that moral victory. We take moral victories now, right? Like the standard is the standard. No, it's not. Not when you're happy about a loss, right? Like we're all the team's as broken as we are with how this season has gone. It just feels like, and and you and you brought up a good point. Like it feels like Carr is the scapegoat, and and you've said multiple times, like, well, he made himself a target as a scapegoat. Like, sure, like he hasn't played great, but he's the scapegoat. Not because he's the dead weight or what's the worst part of this team. He's a scapegoat because he signed a team-friendly deal that made it easy to get rid of him, right? Like, if it was, nope, nope, we have a standard and you have to meet it or you're gone, then Chandler Jones would be gone. But he's not because of his contract, right? Like, there's, that's what I'm worried about, too, is like, yeah, Carr's gone because his contract made it easy. There's other guys that should be gone that won't be because of other other working issues. So mm-hmm. it's... No, I get it, but also it's like if you're if you're that sold on car, are you going to ask him to sign a prove it deal? That that's something too. It's like it well, wasn't he, like Carr wanted to sign a prove it deal. Of course, he didn't want to sign that deal. He want he would rather have a more guaranteed years. But there had to be a talk. To. Yeah, he was, was willing, willing to. to. And other yes. quarterbacks aren't. Yes, right? but the like, thing is, is I mean, that's not like a badge of honor for Carr. It's the the, the franchise it's it's neither good nor bad but it's it's how we got here right like every single gm would rather have their quarterback have prove it deals than four years guaranteed right every every single gm wants that i think it's a little bit i think it's a little bit more than that i i I really do think that mcdaniels wanted to and ziegler wanted to see how he worked in this system i agree 100 percent agree and Carr's the only quarterback that was willing to do that. And again, not saying it's morally righteous of him. I'm just saying the facts. Mm-hmm. Like there was, if Carr really wanted just like the most money, he would have like played out that last year and been a free agent, right? That that's no brainer. There's zero brainer that that's the way to go to get the most money. Mm-hmm. But that's how he chose it. And Dave Ziegler and and uh, Josh McDaniels set it up so that oh wow, we got an easy scapegoat because we can cut the quarterback with three million, five million, whatever in, in dead cap. Right. So five, it's like five, they, six or something, five, like five, whatever, right, five, six. So they had this like great scapegoat in their lap. Right. Again, hopefully we're going to find someone better. And that's what I've said from day one. I still stick to it. Right. I, I'm willing to cut ties with any player on this team. If it's some, well, minus Devonte Adams, Max Crosby, and Daniel Carlson, I'll cut ties with anybody. If we can get somebody better. Right. So if so, mm-hmm. if the next person comes in better than Derek Carr, I'll be doing backflips. If Jared Stidham, they, we make him the starter next season. He's playing better than Derek Carr. Dude, doing cartwheels. Super stoked, right? It's the, it's now that Carr is gone and he's been scapegoated. I'm still very, very worried about everything where I feel like a lot of Raider Nation is just like, okay, Carr's gone. Now we're taking off. The cancer's been cut out. We're winning a Super Bowl. It's like, bro, this team has major, major issues. And, and Carr was, Maybe number six of the, you know, of the 30 issues the Raiders have, Carr was just one of them. There's a lot to worry about this franchise. So let's, let's look. If- no, yeah, there's issues that we have. The thing is, you have to, you have to balance, you know, again, the, the problem in the NFL is the salary cap. That's the math problem you have to, that, and the solution and, and, and the eraser and like, the, be- the the scale balance. The, the irony is the iron. Sorry to cut you off, but the irony is that the salary cap is the Raiders' best friend because we're one of the poorest teams. 
if there wasn't a salary cap, then the Rams and the Broncos would have every single good player because they have the two richest owners in sports. So it's like it's a it's a we, we can we complain about the salary cap. That's the only reason we're not like the Kansas City Royals. It's because of the salary cap. It, it's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem because you can't just throw money at your problems. Yeah. You have to be smarter about it. So the 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 tip in the scales that the biggest thing that tips your scales is your quarterback play. So again. Is Stidham more athletically and like just tool wise? Is he more gifted than Derek Carr? I don't know that. I don't think so, but he sure played a lot better. Mm-hmm. Now, is that enough? A lot of times it is, but you do have to address the other things. Are you going to pay Jared Stidham if he if you decide to to draft a young kid and resign Stidham? You're not going to pay him a quarter of what you would have paid Derek Carr this year. And and that's the, and that's the other side of the coin, right? Like if we, uh, if so, you know, I'm just saying like quarterback X, right? Like what have I been saying? Right. I, if we move from Carr, great. As long as we get someone better, let's say the guy we get is 10% not as good as Carr. He's 90% of what Carr is, but costs half as much. Then there's a different equation there, right? Yeah. Like it's like, okay, we're not getting, he's not quite as good, but now we can afford a great cornerback and a linebacker, right? So it's like a bounty, right? So that that's the other side of this coin too. Even if Stidham is just as good as Carr, exact same production, he's gonna be paid, like you said, a quarter or a third as much next year. That's a giant win for the Raiders, right? So, well, also too, you have to take a look at this. Maybe this new quarter, maybe Stidham's not gonna have the highs that Derek Carr had. Maybe he's not gonna have the lows either. Mm-hmm. Just just like it's very difficult as an offensive coordinator to game plan around that type of inconsistency of your quarterback play. It's very difficult for a defensive coordinator to game plan against a quarterback who's inconsistent as far as how he makes his throws and how he plays like a more, more unpredictable quarterback. Someone who doesn't want to just throw from the pocket. All, all, all production isn't made equal, right? Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's, you know, there's stat lines that matter, but, you know, different intangibles and different parts of the game that uh-huh. you know, change things. And, you know, well, speaking of uh, Jared Stidham, uh, I'm very sorry to whichever listener sent me this. I forgot. I was, I've been scrolling through my Twitter and Instagram. It was a direct message that someone sent me. I forgot who I can't find the message. Please tell us in the comments or, you know, email me, you know, uh, Instagram me, Twitter, whatever. DM me who you are so I can give you credit. But you but you sent me this, and I've never seen this before. I don't think the rest of Raider Nation has seen this before. There's a video of Jared Stidham at the Manning quarterback camp in 2008, four years ago, almost four years ago. And it's just, you know, at the time, he's just, you know, quarterback for Auburn. I think, I think it was a redshirt junior at the time. Looks exactly the same, by the way. Uh, the ravages of uh, NFL life have not weared him down at all. And he's doing like kind of a little scrum with the local media. And this is what he said. Jared did him in 2018. Obviously my right current NFL quarterbacks right now. Um, I'm a big Tom Brady fan. Um, I don't necessarily think I play a lot like him. I think I'm more of a, shoot, I don't know. Maybe like a Derek Carr kind of guy, you know, not, not as, mobile as some guys but not immobile you know as, as much as like Tom Brady or somebody like that but so in 2018 Jared Stidham is asked which quarterbacks 
do you like and think you replicate? And he, he says, the guy whose job he just took and the guy who a lot of people think will take his job next year. I thought That's that hilarious. was, what a, what a trip. What like a, you know what they say, like, uh, work like your heroes until they become your rivals. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, what a, what a trip. I wonder if he's, I wonder if he remembers that or if someone has shown him that we tweeted it out from our, uh, autumn Winbeck's Twitter account. I wonder if someone showed him that you remember four years ago when you said you're kind of like a Derek Carr, but you want to be a Tom Brady. And like, those are the two quarterbacks potentially in your lives right now. Yeah. I just hope he's not Derek Carr. Let's hope he's got a little bit more, but that's what Derek Carr had balls. So. I just want. I, I just want. To, I just want to get at you a little I know, bit. I know you just want one more. Well, that's how you view everything is through the eyes of Derek Carr. Of course. Oh, but uh, uh, well, this yeah. and this was and this was 2018. So it was after his. So it was two seasons after his almost MVP 2016, and then the shitty 2017. But he still kind of looked at it as, like a you know, it was it was that version. It was that state of Derek Carr's career for context. Yeah. So look, honestly, look, I I do think I see a lot of. He is closer to Derek Carr. Uh, Stidham is pronouns, pal. Uh, Stidham is closer to a Derek Carr than he is Tom Brady. Um, I think he's more mobile, and I think that maybe he's not as afraid to get hit as Carr seems to be a lot. I think he'll stand in the pocket and deliver that throw when he needs to. Uh, that that whole little that little blurb of Devonte Adams saying, "Yeah," when he came up and smiled and congratulated me after that touchdown pass with blood between his teeth. That's when I know we had something with this kid. Yeah. It's something that, and you have to be honest, and I'm not trying to pick on him. I'm trying to make this a car thing, but Derek Carr throws that ball out of bounds or runs out of bounds. He's not going to stand in there and throw that ball. And those are the differences that we're seeing. And I think that he can be very close to what Derek Carr was uh, skill set wise. I know that he's, he's very smart um, and he, he's, you know, had some issues with injury previously in his career. Also, last last year, everyone I hear this a lot. Let's let's just let's just kill this rumor that Mac Jones beat out Jared Stidham last year. Jared Stidham was on IR until like week ten, and then he was in the practice squad for a week or two, and then he was on the freaking team. Like, let's just relax on this whole. Well, Mac Jones couldn't beat him out last year. That's just not correct. Okay. I do think that he can be very car-esque, but maybe a little bit more mobile, a little bit more willing to stand in the pocket a little bit longer. Yeah, I wonder if that's going to be his demise, though, too, right? Like, it was major back surgery that put him on IR. Um, that's that's kind of how he threw those two picks, too, was it was like pressure got to him and didn't care, and that's why he threw two picks. So it's it's one of those, like... Um, Look, yeah, I... Live by the sword, I will, die by the sword, right? Yeah, and I honestly, even though he doesn't have the experience, I... Did not give him any freaking leeway. Hey, look, it's your job as the quarterback to find the throwing lane. Mm. You know, hey, it's your job as a quarterback when you feel that pressure. Don't throw that ball. That you have the ball in your hand. It's your responsibility. I'm not. I'm not giving him passes for that. But I will say those are things that you can develop and and sharpen over time if you're willing to work at it and still be that same guy. If you're willing to stand in that pocket when you need to, those are things that you're going to learn throughout the years it's gonna get his first start i wonder how much stidham tried to replicate brady and Carr, considering he was the backup to those two guys right like how long was he the backup to for brady in in new england two seasons his first two this right because this is his fourth year. year 
last year was the Mac. No, it was one so one year. year. It was one year. one year, right? So his rookie rookie year, he's under under Tom Brady, right? Great spot to be. Uh, and Josh McDaniels. And then fourth year, he's under Derek Carr, the guy, the other guy he mentioned in it. I wonder if that if that made him like more open minded. I wonder if that made him like try to replicate the quarterbacks more. I wonder if that made him as opposed to just like having to be the best version of me. Like if he looked, if he looked in the mirror and saw like a Derek Carr kind of guy, but aspired to be a Tom Brady kind of guy. I wonder who that makes you get more out of a guy you aspire to be or a guy you're like, Hey, this guy's basically what I want to be. Honestly, I think both. I think that he sees that his, he's not six, four, six, five, like Tom Brady with a rocket arm. Like that's not who he is. I think his skill set is more of that Derek Carr style, but he can take those lessons that he learned from Brady and incorporate it into make to kind of sharpen and hone what he has already. I, I, I mean, that's what we're hoping at least, right? Mm. All right, let's get to some Raider news. That wasn't really news. I just saw that was hilarious. That was pretty funny. A little funny little flashback. A uh, little bit of Raider news. Speaking of Devontae Adams, um, he did his, uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday night, and he did his press conference today. And, you know, the big question is like, look, Derek Carr is your boy, your best friend. You came out here, you know, either like because or with or whatever variation of like, you know, wanting to play with your buddy from Fresno State. Are you going to stay here? Is it going to be an issue? Like what's going to happen with you now that Derek Carr is no longer going to be your quarterback? And he said, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I wouldn't have ended up here originally, probably if Derek wasn't here, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be here in the event that he's not here. That's my boy. Obviously, I got his back through anything. I've made that more than clear at this point, and I support him. I support everything that he has moving forward as well. But my dream was to play for this team before he was a Raider. And at this point, I want to try to make this thing work and continue doing what I'm doing here. Myself, get better and see the team grow and get better as well. I don't know if there's any... It's a fucking Some of Raider right Nation there, were, were kind of worried that Devontae might be unhappy or try to leave or That's something like I that. I understand but the I, shit talk, man. I didn't understand that. But I, but that doesn't – well, economically, it makes no sense, right? He's Is he the highest or second highest paid receiver? Tyreek Hill's one, right? And yeah, he, he got beat by Tyreek right? Hill. Just, right? So he's the second highest paid receiver. No, like, non-trade clause or anything. So it's not like – so he's happy that element of it. I don't know if he like he's already uprooted himself from being with the franchise for six seasons, six right with um, no seven. He's two years seven? younger, two years right. So seven years. It doesn't make any sense at all that he would just just bounce right. But it's nice that he was just like, all right, for those like minority of Raider Nation that think I'm gonna like tuck tail and run or demand a trade or something. It's like, come on, not gonna happen. Yeah, he's a pro, man. Honestly, even if he was wavering a little bit. Getting two touchdowns thrown to you, like one dime, and that that catch, that 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 throw and catch in the corner that Devonte Adams had, I think that and like just the moxie it took to 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 deliver that that scramble pass, knowing you're going to get obliterated by two guys. Mm-hmm. I think once he sees that, he's like, okay, well, well, maybe it's not so bad. Yeah, I think if Stidham would have just, I think if Stidham just would have just like. If he had just completely laid an egg and sucked and he got like two catches for 12 yards, I think his answer would be the same, to be honest. Um, But but it certainly doesn't hurt that um, literally the next game you break the Raiders record. Now he was, he was probably going to anyway. Right. 
um, because he was just knocking on the door of it after 15 games. So it was probably going to happen regardless. But, you know, yeah, the Raiders lost, but you had a monster game. 150 something yards, two touchdowns, just broke the Raiders record. You're you're feeling pretty good. You're, you know, like life ain't bad for Devontae Adams. Uh, in other Raider news, the uh there were two Raiders on potential Hall of Fame class of 2023. One of them made the next cut. Uh Albert Lewis, finalist, Eric Allen, not. Are you surprised Lewis made it to the next cut and Allen did not? Um I you know Lewis has been has been in the I think Lewis has running is running out of time, right? Uh, I think Allen has a, a couple more years or a few more years actually. Yeah. So I mean I think they've both had really good careers. I just think that maybe that kind of played into it a little bit, like oh this guy let's give him a really good look because he's kind of running out of time to get on in in the hall, you know. Remember in 1998 when it was Lewis. Eric Allen and Charles Woodson in the secondary. That one year in 98 when it was just like, oh, baby. Jesus. Can we bring them back? <laughs> Can they... That would work great. <laughs> That's the thing when I think of like how absolutely trash our defense has been the last, you know, the last 10, like last 20 years, but last 10 years specifically, like lit, literally the worst defense in football by every metric. It's like, dude, that was not the Raider way for so long. For so long. We, we were the tight man-to-man, man, like, freaking in everyone's jock defense. Physical. We had DBs where they had to change the rules of tackling because our DBs were fucking guys up too much. Yeah, man. They, had, they had definitely they had to change, like, so many rules because we were, like, so intimidating and just, ah, look, look, let's just call it what it is. We were dirty, and it was fine. But we were outside legal, of the, the rules. Time. It was legal. Yeah. Yeah. It was a dirtier game. And the Raiders like played to the max. Like I'll, I'll never forget in um, my freshman year of high school wrestling, uh, there was a senior. His name was Eric Erhausen. And in wrestling, there's a move called the crossface. And in the crossface, it's, it's basically like if you're on top riding them. Dirty is so dirty. And you, go, and you go across their face and you grab their shoulder. And there's a lot of like pinning combinations and stuff. So it's a, it's a legit, genuine technique. But it also like you can just kind of like crash him. It's almost it's the closest you can get to hitting somebody in yeah. collegiate wrestling, right? And Eric Erhausen did plus if, you, if, plus if you freaking lock it in, you can hear their freaking neck start to crack. Dude, you can you can wreck a dude with it. It's great yeah. and it's entirely legal. The cranking entirely legal. The like hitting you can't you can like like go across and grab, but you can't make a fist and punch him, right? You can you can whip it, but you can't hit him, right? And so Eric. Did this cross face and he like whacks this dude. Bam! Gets his cross face, right? After the match, the ref goes to Eric and says, Hey, Eric, just so you know, that was very borderline cross face. Any more? And, and I'd take a point. And Eric goes, Well, isn't that the perfect cross face then? As hard as possible without it being illegal? And the ref kind of just like, you I guess you're right. And then idiot. turned around and walked away. That was an eye opener for him. It's like, Well, hey, hey, that was almost illegal. If it was as hard as possible and legal, then it's perfect. If that tackle was as hard as you can get and as close to the helmet without being targeting, without it being illegal, that's the perfect tackle. That's what that's what that was the Raiders DBs in the heyday. It was almost it sure was. Now they got plenty of flags. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and the thing, that's the difference, and that's what kills me. It's like, well, they've been the most penalized team ever ever. Yeah, but our penalties in the past were penalties of intimidation, not penalties of stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> We intimidate our opposition with all the false starts. All the bullshit. 
I forget that, that like Illuminor freaking false start. Like, dude, every game he has at least one pre snap penalty. And he's got a quote. He's really, he's got to reach me. it. So the other, uh, well, there's a couple of giant highlights this season. Devonta Adams being one. Josh McDaniels having the um, rushing title basically all wrapped up is one of the nice little highlights of this season. So as of right now, um, let me show you. That's All really right. tiny. Here's rushing for the year so far. Josh Jacobs, number one, 1,608 yards. Nick Chubb, number two, 1,448. Derek Henry, number three, 1,429. Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders. Dude, Justin Fields, number six as a quarterback. Dude, he's going to be a problem in the NFC North for a long time. If he, but, if he gets some weapons and learns how to fucking t- pass the ball from the pocket... Yeah, it's going to be bad. He's averaging 7.1 yards per carry. He has 160 attempts as a quarterback. That's just, that's Dude. so crazy. That's it's, so crazy. I don't, that's so nuts. The only reason why he hasn't broken Michael Vick's record for like single season rushing for a quarterback is because he got hurt and he's not playing. Yeah. That's the only reason. Or else he'd have fucking 1,300 yards. Yeah. It's bonkers. So, uh, Josh Jacobs is 160 yards ahead of Nick Chubb heading into the, the last week of the season. 179 yards ahead of Derrick Henry. Now they're both Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb are both healthy, right? Derrick Henry, I think missed last week. They benched him because it didn't mean anything. They mm-hmm. have they, if they win this this week. But he's playing. But he's playing this week, right? They're both playing, playing this week. week. Yes, they, it's a must uh, win for them. Like I said, we're recording this on a Wednesday. Josh Jacobs did not practice today. He was limited yesterday. Did not practice today. So, Josh McDaniel was asked in his presser, "Hey." Josh Jacobs knocking on the door of a rushing title. That doesn't happen very often. That's something awesome. Does that affect your play calling game plan? How does that affect the final game of the season against the chiefs? And here was his answer. Yeah. I think if, uh, you know, look, I think individual um, records and accolades and those kind of things, um, if they're done within the framework of the team, trying to, uh, trying to win games and do the best we can. I think they're great, you know, for the for the guys that accomplish them and achieve them. I think the biggest part for for us is obviously understanding that they never get done alone. Um, there's a lot of people that I've obviously factored into that, um, the success of any one individual. So um, I think it's actually a neat thing for the team, um, not just for one guy, because even though, you know, one player would get that recognition, um, I think that's really, you know, the recognition belongs to a lot of people that have done some things to help him uh, achieve that. So um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, some good players, obviously, chasing him. You know, we know that. And, um, you know, and, and again, we'll see how his health goes the next few days. So I took two things out of this. Uh, the first one was, yeah, he's not changing the game plan for Jacobs. That was such coach speak. It's like, yeah, you know, if he's in the framework of the offense, like, nah, he doesn't care. He's going to just do it. He's gonna but what's the ball. offense? The offense give Jacobs the fucking ball. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like he's he's gonna run his offense no matter what the rushing situation is. Um, the other part is, well, I look at it more as a team record. It's you know that even though one one player did it, oh, it's it's more of a team record. I wonder if Jacobs. I wonder how he feels about that, because these were hard yards out of Josh. Like these Jesus were Christ. yards really after contact, money, dude. 50 different line combinations. They didn't really start feeding him until week four. Remember like week two, we're like, dude, run the ball, play action. Come on. 
finally in week four, McDaniel's like, okay, here's the ball 20 times a game. Like, oh, Jacobs gets over 100 yards and we win every time. Okay. It's like, it's, he was just like so slow to like make Jacobs the focal point. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I'm Jacobs, it's not keeping me up at night. I'm not making a stink about it. But when I hear that, I think, mm, fuck you a little bit. Um, honestly, I think that's just, he doesn't want to give away his game plan. Mm-hmm. I think that, um, we're not dumb. Like we know, and, and, and Kansas city knows too. They have to, we have to control the ball, uh, make the game shorter and make our, uh, opportunities count, make our possessions count. Um, and the way you do that is you run the ball effectively. So I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily see that as a fuck you to Josh Jacobs because I think he knows what the game plan is already and what they have to do. I think it's just kind of coach speak, so you don't have to say anything. Not necessarily because he's trying to hide anything, but because you don't say anything anytime, any week. You don't say anything. Josh Jacobs has eight hundred and one yards after contact. That's absolutely. I think the next one is like in the three hundreds, dude. Eight hundred and one yards after contact. 801 yards is an awesome, amazing season for a running back by itself. Like, that's a, oh, wow, 800 yards. That's a really good season for an NFL running back. He gets that after people hit him. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. Yes. A a, a running back winning the rushing title. The linemen deserve some credit. The offensive, you know, the coordinator deserves some credit. The coach deserves some credit. Sure. there's, there's, There's a lot of credit to go around. Well, Josh Jacobs specifically, this motherfucker earned it individually. individually. And that's this wasn't this isn't like the Broncos during the Shanahan era where you can just throw in any Tom Dick and Harry and they're gonna get fifteen hundred yards a season. Like this this is not that. This is Jacobs. Well, that's part of the reason why I think that he probably will stick around with the team is because it's not that like the um the offensive line was opening these gaping holes for him. You know, he, he was making that shit happen himself. And I think that um, with the kind of maybe the attention that our quarterback had as far as what's going on with him, it's like, okay, well, what's going right for this team? And you're like, okay, yeah, Josh Jacobs. And then you take, you take a look at the numbers a little bit more. That's, where the, the 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 longer range recognition is coming into play, like fucking Nick Bosa said, he's the fucking best best running back I've played against ever. And um, I don't I, he doesn't have a reason to fluff Josh Jacobs, right? Doesn't have a reason to do it. So I mean, I tend to agree. It's just so funny that Nick Nick Bosa says one thing about good about one of our players, and Joey Bosa said one thing not so good about one of our players. I just thought that was interesting. Over eight hundred yards after contact. I think the next guy is like in the 400s. I honestly do. No, no. uh, Derek Henry's in the 700s. It's a a big drop. So it's It's a big gap. It's giant gaps, right? Your favorite big old gaps. Oh, God. So Saquon Barkley, fourth, 563. Nick Chubb, third, 684. Uh, Derek Henry, second, 740. Josh Jacobs, 801. So there's like 100 something difference. Almost a hundred difference, and then sixty something difference. But then it's a big drop off after that. Like it's like, dude, like that's that is your company that you're in. The fucking bruisers, Jacobs, Henry, Chubb, and he's Barkley. the smallest out of all of them by far. Yep. Such a beast. It's the, it's the freaking it's the mentality, dude. I'm telling you, 
That's what we ready, need. Ready to do some what up windbags? Uh, sure, why not? Okay. Koji, another blown double-digit lead. No moral victories. I, I picked this one because it was a nice reminder because I got cut up, caught up in Raiders, Niners, the same as everybody did. Like, oh, the, off the bench, did and played lights out. This is the best defense in football. You know, we were so close to winning. Um, this is such a good team. Maybe the NFC one seed. Wow. Reason for optimism. Thank you, Koji, for bringing us back down to earth. We fucking lost again. Mm-hmm. Blown double digit lead. Defense played like shit. Interception at the end sealed it. Some poor decision making from the coaching staff here and there. Like, God damn it. Like, thank you for bringing us back down to earth. No more moral victories. This shitty season got us thinking like, oh, you know, we lost, but there's reasons to be happy. Fuck that. We've got to get that out of our system. Thank you, Koji. Yeah. I mean, again, there's no moral victories. But the thing is, when you're in this situation that we're in right now, you're taking a look at things that you need to find out for the future. And um, we already knew our defense was fucking dog shit. We knew that already. What we had issues with was our second half offense. We had issues with um, just kind of our, our offense not always looking smooth. Uh, and we we answered a question about somebody on our team that we had a big question about. Like, hey, is he gonna is he a viable option for us? We answered that question. It was pretty damn close game. Again, you're not happy about the results, but. You, you you did learn some things that you didn't know before. And some things that you already knew, like our defense is shit. And, and a, and a six-win game season, that's enough to make us happy. And thank you, Koji, for reminding us we should not be. Right. Uh, Jehu Dawson. I hope I'm saying that right. Jehu. Jehu Dawson. Jehu. This game is a microcosm of why I don't like Max Crosby. Anywhere no. near as much as many. He had no impact on this game. Down the stretch, Khalil Mack would have made a play or two at a key moment. I will always despise John Gruden for that trade. The only impact Max had was not maintaining the edge like he typically does for a big run by number 23 for the go-ahead touchdown. That score was the difference in the game. Does uh, Jehu Dawson have a point about Max Crosby? Jehu Dawson does have a point. Uh, We have seen there was a stretch... I think in the middle of the season where uh, Max Crosby had some very, I don't know, pedestrian games. Um, I I don't know that it's quite the issue that he's making it out to be. Uh, But, you know, there's times where we faced Khalil Mack. Like when we, 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 we played the bears in London, you know, Khalil Mack, he didn't do shit. There's certain things you could do. And when you say, okay, look, this guy is not going to beat us. We're going to do X, Y, and Z to make sure he doesn't. Sometimes they're able to get it done. That when there's only line, one player out of 11 on a defense for you to worry about, it doesn't take a super genius to figure out how to try to take him out of that game. And they've got some super geniuses over there in San Francisco. Well, also, this is, it goes beyond that. They also have fucking just ridiculous talent on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. That offensive line is probably one of the best in the league and the way they play is some is is a way that you can really combat a quick fast 
Max Crosby is with just bruising, thudding, big, plotting, just physical linemen. And that's what happened. Well, look, that's not the, that's not the, the Niners line really. Like the Niners line is like my wet dream of what you can do with a line on a budget. Like, yeah, they've paid some big money for, you know, some guys, but what they've done is they're like, like you said, with the salary cap, you just can't buy your way to the best of everything. Mm -hmm. So what they've done is like, okay, this is the type of lineman we want. We want smart mobile linemen. We're going to run on the edge a lot. We're going to run a lot of screens. We're going to dump it off to, you know, McCaffrey. We're going to do all this kind of stuff. Cause that, you know, that's like Garoppolo's. He's not going to beat you deep all the time. Right? Like we're going to do a Garoppolo style game, run off, running off the edge type of game. And that's what they have in their linemen is like, these guys were not what like John Gruden wanted, right? John Gruden wanted 350 pound bruisers. Uh, it's not what, um, like the Broncos wanted for, during their heyday, right? They wanted like very specific guys that are going to like chop block you and shit, right? The Niners are like, okay, we want mobile dudes that a lot of teams don't want so we can get the best of what we want for cheap. That's, that is how you build your line is you, you think of a scheme and a game plan and a type and you go and get that type. Because if you're just going for the very best, a guy who's a 10 out of 10 and everything, you're going to spend... $200 million on your line and have no money for anything else. So you say, great line, but no one to run the ball, right? Give me a style of line play. That'll drop the price guys that can do that. Well, and we'll do that type of offense. The Niners are my wet dream of offensive line. Like they, what they've been able to build and still stay under the cap is like, that's what I've been looking for. And to your point, Soto, it's the type of stuff that beats Crosby. Just, Just get around him, Right. Just, or, you know, have two guys block them and do one-on-one on everybody else because no one else matters, right? Like, it's it's the, it's the Raiders' defense. Uh, last one, Donald Simmons. This was, a, this was a comment on the every single draft pick and free agency pickup from John Gruden video that we did. That just so hurts, man. Donald Simmons. The rumors were that John Gruden tapped out of the drafts after the third. I can't say if that's 100% true, but the results are later picks make you think it is. I wonder if we spread that rumor because that's what we said forever. We did, didn't we? Because it just because it felt like very John Grudeny to start, and then towards the end it was like, okay, like these guys start to kind of make sense. Like, yeah, like this guy should be a fifth rounder. Like, okay, I get why you picked up this guy. It also doesn't feel like that's something John Gruden would put his time on. Like, John Gruden's a workaholic, right? But he's a workaholic watching his offense and his guys and his tape, not scouring, you know, like Northern Carolina State's defensive backfield. You know what I mean? That's not what Gruden's doing. So it de- it, it definitely felt that way to me and you, Soto. I wonder I wonder where Donald got like got that rumor from. I'm sure that's just. I mean, we're not these rocket scientists, geniuses who are going to come up with all these like. Speak for yourself. <laughs> unthinkable, like theories. You know, I'm sure that was a theory that was thrown out there just because people know, like you said, they just deduced who John Gruden was the person and his work ethic as far as what he wants to focus on. Like, that's why he hired guys he didn't have to worry about defensively. Like, all right, I just put you in there and we're good. Okay, cool. Cool. Later. I'll just worry about the offense. All right, well, that's it for us. Uh, we didn't have enough time to get into our Raiders Chiefs Week 18 final game of the season breakdown. Um, we'll do that. Maybe we'll record it Friday night. It's a Saturday game. We got flexed. Is it flexed when you move from Sunday to Saturday? Limped? Moved? 
Yeah. Either either way, we're the only game in town, right? This is the first game on Saturday. ESPN. No one All else. eyes on us. All eyes on us. All eyes on us. So uh, yeah, either the morning of or the night before, we'll do we'll do a preview. But until then, you know, come over here with me.